welcome to the show. My name is Rick Leaf, and as you know, I'm the host of the entertaining world of wine. What do we do? Well, you know what? We produce some of the best. I like to call them world-class because they really are wine events, and then we produce story-based media for social marketing campaigns for partners in the wine industry. This podcast is an opportunity to share some of the stories and the ideas and inspirations behind the best events and the media that we've been involved with so that we can share what we've been learning with you and hopefully it'll inspire you to pick up the phone and call us and maybe we should work together. Who knows? This episode is called Expect More, Settle for Less, going out specifically to those small wineries, owner-operators out there who are (laughs) working overtime today just trying to... uh, keep up with the uh, to-do list. So why don't we uh, pop the cork on the show and get started. Oh my goodness. Okay. Settle in. How you doing? Hope you're having a good day. Okay, you're a small winery. And when I say small winery, most of them in the province of British Columbia are And, uh, boy, do I ever understand that, because uh, so is uh, the entertaining world of wine. So I'm thinking about you, you're out there, you're the owners, you're the operators, there's a handful of employees, everyone's multitasking, and you've got a lot going on, everybody does. And you've got a lot of things that are working for you, and if you were going to talk about events, if you were going to talk about uh, considering something new, doing something new that might increase your sales, it might uh, attract new audiences... You don't want that to come at the cost or the expense. You can't afford it, frankly, to come at the expense of anything that's actually working. So you've got your tasting room, I'm sure. You've got your online sales. You're filling local orders. So along with everything that you're already doing that you don't want to take time and energy and effort away from because that's what's working, you are also at the same time you're trying to consider, if you're like the rest of us, new ideas and new things that will complement what you're already doing and accomplish things that you're not already doing. So here we are, we're coming into the peak season here in Canada. So we're, we're gearing up for the tourists and the summer activity and the vineyards running full blast. And, and so now let's talk about events. Okay. Now, Hey, events are cool, right? I love going to events. I'm sure you do too. And it's fun. Sometimes we just sit around and we talk about all the kind of cool events and things that we could do. We could do this. We could do that. Oh, man, you could have a blues night. You could have jugglers and you could have fire eaters. And there could be people in, in bikinis with body oil. And we could be painting and there's balloons. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You're just coming up with ideas and you're just throwing ideas around. This is always excitement. And you're coming into the season and there's a lot of excitement. And you're, and you're gearing up for that. And then what happens? It fades. Enthusiasm wanes, and we all know why. Because throwing a great party is hard work. Events, they're hard work. You know this as much as I do. I mean, you got to choose your audience. So here's your your winery, and you're picking, okay, who's who's my audience? Who do I want to come to the event? And is the event different from week to week, from month to month? Do you have different people that you're trying to attract? Because the worst thing you'll ever possibly do is try to make one event work for absolutely everybody, because then that never works for anybody. Uh, so that you pick your audience, and how do you, you know, who do you want to come, and then how do you find them? And then, oh, it's like, well, what's the event going to be? There's probably going to be some entertainment. What's that going to be? 
me. Uh, food. Oh, of course you've got the wine, but are you pairing it with food? Do you need a chef? Is it indoor, outdoor? Is there a kitchen? Who knows? Somebody like starts talking about a bag of chips and before the summer's out, you're just thinking, throw some popcorn and a bag of chips and I'm going to be happy. Buy some wine. Shut up. Leave me alone. I got so much going on, right? <laughs> oh, and then you got all sorts of crazy stuff that's going to happen. There's going to be weather variables. You just have had the most amazing, you know, summer of sun and, and gorgeous sunsets. And then the night that you plan your event, of course, the clouds blow in. It's uh, howling wind, thunder, lightning. It's like everybody's getting electrocuted. Uh, anyways, this is what I know. I've done this for 15 years. I've worked on almost every kind of event, uh, from WWE wrestling events, worked on symphony uh, events, worked for big rock shows uh, like Aerosmith and Metallica and Nickelback, God forbid. Don't ever tell anybody I just just told you that. Ah, sick. I always like to try to keep that on the down low. Lots of rock shows, big shows, you know, six-figure gala events with Nashville artists, and I've done house concerts, still do everything in between, and I love events. And here's what I know from 15 years of producing and planning and working in almost every capacity, there is no quick solution. There's no magic wand that anybody can wave. There's no formula that's going to guarantee success. If anybody comes and tells you, here's what you need to do, and it's going to be amazing, I guarantee it. They're lying. (laughs) They are. There isn't anything. And the answer that I like to suggest when I sit down with people, which is what you and I are doing. You, You might be working or driving or whatever you're doing. You probably, maybe you're supposed to be working and you're just taking five when I just heartily, you know, support you in that endeavor. Um, the answer I would like to suggest is that collaboration and the creativity that comes out of community where everyone is doing what they love to do, which is almost always what they're best at doing. That's where we, we don't come up with schemes and formulas, but we come up with ideas and ideas that work because of the community that's involved. Cause let's face it. One size doesn't fit all. I work with lots of different partners and, uh, <clears throat> even if, you're about the same size of a vineyard. Even if you're about the same size of a winery and you have the same general thing going on, what worked down the road isn't going to work at your place because one size doesn't fit all. You've got your own clientele. You've got your own community of that handful of people that are working overtime, multitasking. Uh, That's part of your story, right? So... It makes me think of, uh, I don't know if you remember your first computer. Are you old enough? I totally remember that there was a time in my life I didn't have a computer. It seems impossible to believe now, uh, as my life revolves around the anchor tied to my, uh, tied to my thumbs. But, um... Anyway, there was this time, and so I remember uh, my friends and my business associates, they were all starting to get these home computers, and everybody's getting their thing, and, and we just moved to a new city in central Canada, and we met this computer guy who was setting everybody up, all their networks, and he was setting everything up, and he was the most intelligent guy, and, and I was just like, 
I'd gone into the store, and the person in the store was just doing that thing where they're just rattling off numbers and dash this and that and processing megs and bits and gigs and whatever, and you're just like, what the hell are you talking about, right? And so I went away from whatever store it was, and I was so confused, more confused than ever. So this guy shows up at our house, and I said, hey, Kevin, I need a computer, and I was looking at this thing, Future Shop, and I was thinking about this, what do you, and you know, he started, he just sat me down at the table and said, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? Are you into gaming? Are you going to be doing lots of online games? Are you doing video production? Are you just basically doing word processing? Are you doing lots of photos? Are you doing sound recording? Are you going to be working with big like artwork programs and graphic design programs? And all of these questions revolved like they 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 led to the answers that I didn't even know, like they were questions I didn't even know enough to ask, that were going to lead me to the answers that were going to let me uh, intelligently invest in the tools that were going to serve me rather than the other way around. And, and this is the thing, he, that, that experience was the best I've ever had, gone to that guy for, for 10 or 20 years or whatever it's been. And I think ultimately what was great about that conversation was he was asking me questions, the questions that would lead me to purchase exactly what I needed because it didn't matter if what I needed was what anybody else needed or vice versa. My friends could be investing in a computer, you know, they needed it to be all about sound equipment or their video card because they were going to be playing these games and I was never going to be playing games. So it's like, we'll put all of your, you know, put extra money into your sound card because you're recording on it and they're not doing that. So they don't need that. And that to me is ultimately what the entertaining world of wine has to offer to the partners that we work with. You know, if I sit down with you, it's not to say, hey, I've got this great program and here's a summer worth of uh, uh, events and they're going to be like this and it's going to cost that much and it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing. I guarantee it. I'd never do that. If anybody shows up at your winery and does that, they're lying. They don't know. You have to sit down and if you're lucky, create a community. Somebody who can come in that loves what they're doing, who appreciates the unique selling points of your story. See, I love telling stories. Uh, I love stories. I love listening to stories. I love reading them. I love creating them and making them. I'm good at telling stories. It's what I love to do. It's one of my favorite things to do, which is probably why I'm good at it. I've spent my entire life. I remember like coming home from school as a little kid and I was like by far the youngest in our family. And, and lots of times I remember, you know, what, what happened and everybody's like nothing or whatever. Or this person was a jerk or that was dumb or my homework was late or whatever everybody's talking about. And it would get to me and, and I don't even know if my stories of the things that happened when I was eight or nine years old or <laughs> to this day. I don't know how much they're rooted in actual reality and fact. Uh, why let the facts get in the way of a great story, right? Embellish and improve and have a great time. And, and I just remember, you know, even now, you know, with my kids, sometimes we're, we're sitting at the table and I'll just be telling stories and the time's just flying and everybody's just plowing away through supper and it's this great time because you're just stories. Stories could be the most incredible uh, experience that anybody can have to learn something. So 
if I was to sit down with you, the point is, what's your story? How do you want to tell it? Who do you think is going to be interested in your story? Why do you think that? Because all of these things are going to make decisions for maybe the type of entertainment you bring in, the music. Uh, do you have an older crowd, a younger crowd? I was about to do a show the other, uh, oh, in the last couple years, and and somebody said, hey, just heads up. The organizer said, hey, heads up. This is a really conservative part of the country. And so, you know, we brought in a gay and lesbian act last time, and the crowd really didn't resonate with a lot of their subject matter and stories and jokes and sense of humor and songs, whatever. And you know what? It isn't about the performer being good or bad. It's about the wrong entertainment being booked for the wrong event. Like, there's a place for everything. Think about it. You know, you're not going to book ACDC to your winery for a little intimate <laughs> wine and cheese party. Those guys are selling millions of, of records and selling out huge stadiums, but they would be a nightmare for anybody at any winery try to have them come in. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Although, I personally might just want to be, like, coming to an event like that just to, like... it'd be. I'd feel like I was paying to go see a train wreck. But sometimes train wrecks, like, in that, you know, sort of metaphorical sense could be quite entertaining. <laughs> but I... I, I uh, I've lost my train of thought. No, I've just followed that rabbit. I shouldn't necessarily follow the ACD rabbit, uh, ACDC rabbit, but I did. And it's led us to where we are right now, so we just got to embrace that, okay? The point, you got a great story. I know you do. And if you can find the right people <clears throat> that can help you share it, you're not going to lose the enthusiasm. You're not going to lose the excitement because your events will be, they'll have that intelligent design. They'll be connecting with your audience, which is what you want. They will be reinforcing uh, what you're already doing. They won't be taking your time and energy away from what you're already doing. You do need to probably, this season, everybody's, I mean, innovation is key, right? Innovation is key in this day and age, in this market, for uh, finding new ways to, to engage with the people who are interested in the product and the service that you offer. You can't have innovation without creativity. So that's why this whole community of this creative community that can come together, that lets us collaborate together, it lets our creativity find innovative ways to reinforce what we're already doing uh, in ways that are going to be logical and make sense. And while there's no guarantee and there's no formula, there's definitely a way to measure whether we're going in the right direction, whether we're seeing uh, the results that we're after. That's what I want to encourage you to do and everyone to do um, this season, because let's face it, folks, there's not enough time or energy in this life to waste running around in circles, um, screaming our heads off. <laughs> Unless that's what you do for fun. And I'm not judging if that's the case. <laughs> Anyways, um, that is pretty much all I have to say. I want to keep these short and sweet. I don't have guests in the studio for the next uh, few weeks, so we're just uh, trying to keep these short little bursts of inspiration that might inspire you to go, you know what, you don't have to be all the way on your own. You don't have to be all on your own. Um, 
this season, the entertaining world of wine, we do love producing events. We love helping wineries and partners in the wine industry here in Canada uh, find their story, tell it in a really interesting way, and be able to connect with the people who are interested in your story, help them get involved and engaged in that. Usually when I say that we produce events and then media for social marketing after that, what I'm talking about is we want to create an event that your audience, your clients want to talk about, and then we want to make it easy for them to do that. And the best way to do that is capture them looking, sounding great, having a great time uh, through videos, through photos, uh, engaging the creativity of your audience to be able to help you tell your story. That is something that we all like to share. We all like to, because uh, let's face it, folks, we praise the things we love. Think about it. You go to a movie, you love the movie, what do you do? You go to work, you run into somebody, you're just like, oh my God, we went to see the new Star Wars movie. It was amazeballs. You gotta go see it. You gotta go see it. <laughs> you go out for supper, you have a great meal, what do you do? First person you run into, you're just like, last night, man, we had this most amazing chocolate chicken. You gotta go have it. It was like chocolate with chili peppers, and it was a chicken. Oh my God, you just gotta, it just melted in your mouth. It was amazing. You gotta go. <laughs> we love to praise the things that we love. And you have clients and customers that love your wine. They love your story. We just want to find ways to let them share that love with their social networks and that social marketing. That takes the pressure off you. That's not yet another thing added on your plate that you have to do. That's helping you. That's in really empowering your audience so they can come along and help you tell your story. So thanks for uh, tuning in. If you have any questions, any comments and ideas, please drop us a line. Uh, you can go to the website, entertainingworldwine.com. You can always go to uh, uh, events at um, entertainingworldofwine.com. <laughs> I can't even remember my own uh, email address. Um, and you can find uh, us everywhere else that, uh, that people exist these days. But uh, love to hear from you. If you're interested, uh, you could also give us a call here in the office, 250-896-2572. My name is Rick Leaf. I'm a host of the Entertaining World of Wine, and I want to thank you for listening. Have yourself a great day.